we will start in Romans 2.1. And again, the title of this message is Chipping Away the Excess. You know, Michelangelo, I posted this on Facebook, when he, um, he sculpted his statue, David, which is beautiful, Michelangelo. He was asked, how did you do that after a, out of a slab of rock? And he said, you know, David was in there the whole time. I just simply chipped away the excess. He saw him in there, this finished work the whole time, and he just chiseled away all the excess. Isn't that awesome? So God is chiseling away the excess in our lives so that we can be who he intended us to be. Amen? We've been in here the whole time. And it's time for us to come to life. Amen? By chipping away the excess so we can freely live life in full. Amen? Glory to God. So Romans 2.1 says this on judgment. Condemnation and judgment are linked. Hallelujah. Lord, bless this message. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Glory, glory, glory. I pray this word spreads because everybody needs to hear it. Amen. Therefore, Romans 2.1 says this. Uh, we'll start. Let's go back up so we can just get the, the meaning here. Let's go Romans 1.28. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind to do things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual immorality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents is one of the signs of an evil people, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Does that sound anything like the world we're living in today? Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death, not only do the same, but also approve of those who practice them. Therefore, say therefore, Therefore. you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. Whatever you judge, that's whatever, amen? Whatever you judge in another, you bring self-condemnation upon yourself. You're literally condemning yourself. There's a truth here. All condemnation you receive from anyone is self-condemnation. I don't need to get upset when someone judges me because I know what's in them. It's self-condemnation that's upon them. And that's what you're seeing portrayed onto you. We'll look at a lot of verses that have to deal with this. But just know that because the flesh wants to react in the same way it received it, which is judgment back. But the truth says it's self-condemnation. It's deeper than what's on the surface. In what they're judging you, they're condemning themselves. There's a level, there's, a, there's an intricacy there. There's a root of condemnation upon their own selves, their own lives and how they view themselves that they're portraying that outward to you. There's so many examples we could give on that. I'm sure everyone can relate. Every one of us has been judged at some place or another in our lives by someone. Just realize that's their condemnation coming through them. Amen. It's not has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with them. There's different areas that they haven't worked through yet. It takes the Holy Spirit and the Word to work through it. Amen. 
So I don't really expect appreciation from the world whose hearts haven't been changed yet. But I should expect it from Christians whose have. That's the flip end, amen? We should expect words of encouragement and words of uplifting from those whose hearts have been made new. That's how the church and the body should function. New hearts. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth shall speak. We'll look at that too. But Romans 2, 1 again says, Therefore you are inexcusable. So you're going to be judged. O man, whoever you are who judge, for in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. Again, it's sowing and reaping. You sow and you reap. You reap whatever you sow. If you keep sowing self-condemnation, judgment, that's what's going to keep coming back to you. Again, that doesn't usually happen to me where people judge me and look at me and judge me. But if I've sown judgment, it's going to come on back. For you who judge, practice the same things. Man, if I was in the White House, I wouldn't have made that decision. Yes, you would have. (laughs) If I was that pastor, I wouldn't have done that. Yes, you would have. Amen? You have no idea what it's like to be in their shoes. When you get a taste of what it's like, you'll make the same decisions, I guarantee it. The Bible says, you who judge, you practice the same things. So stop judging yourself. Whenever you judge another, you judge yourself. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. So the word is truth. Amen? And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of His goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Lord, I repent from even going there, judging that person. I forgive her. Lord, I pray for you to move on her who judged me in Jesus' name. Reveal those areas of self-condemnation and uproot them, Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name. Heal her. Get the word to her. Amen. The goodness of God leads you to repentance, but in accordance with your hardness and your impotent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking, Say self-seeking. And do not obey the truth. The truth is selfless. But obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul. Say every soul. Of man who does evil. Of the Jew first, and also of the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace. Say peace. peace. To everyone who works what is good. To the Jew first, and also to the Greek. For there is no partiality with God. Everyone's going to get judged. <laughs> Matthew 7, 3. Go there with me. Is this a good word or what? It's areas like these that some people don't want to hear, but if they hear it, receive it, and deal with it, they'll live a life more full and in abundance. Again, he only corrects us to promote us. That's how God works. All correction is for our benefit and gain. Matthew 7, 3. We'll start in 7, verse 1. Amen? Matthew 7, 1. 
Hallelujah. Judge not that you be not judged. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Sowing and reaping. Amen. And this is the words of the Master. Words in red wind. The words of the great I Am. Yahshua, Jesus. Judge not that you should be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. Sowing and reaping. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. That's a promise. Can't escape that. That's eternal truth that works forever. And why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not even consider the plank that is in your own eye? So why are you noticing and observing the wood chip in your brother's eye when there's a huge wooded beam in your own eye that you're looking through judging your brother? It's not his speck that you're casting judgment on him. It's your judgment on yourself. You're judging him through that plank, your lens in your own eye. And that judgment's going to come back on you and condemn you. It's the devil's trap to bring you into condemnation out of your righteous position and right standing with God. Yeah. Say, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Right. There is therefore now no condemnation to me who am in Christ Jesus. See, we've got to get those in our spirit, that verse in our spirits to heal and mend. You're going to be judging everyone everywhere if you don't realize you're the righteousness of God in Christ and there's no condemnation to you. Those dark areas that tried to, get, to come in, those tears that were sown from the enemy, early in life, words that came in to condemn you need to be uprooted and dealt with. Yes, Amen? So that you stop judging yourself based on other people's words that aren't that isn't the truth. There is therefore now no condemnation to you in Christ Jesus. But you still have to deal with the roots. Amen? To not allow them to continue to affect you. Then you'll be word talkers, word encouragers, uplifters of yourself and others. And people will want to hang around you. Amen? People will gravitate to those who uplift and encourage. Amen? You don't want to be around no Debbie Downers. <laughs> They'll bring you down, 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 down. Why are they bringing you down? Because there's areas in their life they haven't dealt with yet. And you got to get into the Word and deal with them with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. To be free and free indeed. This is for your benefit. Amen? Right. Hallelujah. Okay, and why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye? Why do you keep judging your brother? Jesus is saying here, judge yourself. Stop it. Or how can you say to your brother or sister, let me remove the speck from your eye. Let me come here and help you when they need the help. Yes. Amen? Don't enter into ministry unless you've been fully ministered to first. And made whole and complete. Amen? And God now sends you forth. Okay, you're approved. Go forward. Until that happens, you're still in the woodshed, brother. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Don't even try to reach out until he's reached in. Oh, I copyrighted that, Elisha Mark Ministries, 2019. Don't even try to reach out until the Lord has fully reached in. you got to get close with him before you can ever move with him. Or move on his behalf and be an ambassador for Christ. Takes time with Christ, the anointed one. Oh, I'm preaching good. <laughs> why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye don't but don't consider the plank in your own eye it's bigger than that speck yeah. 
Amen? Your own issues are bigger than what you're judging in someone else. Or how can you say to your brother, let me remove that speck from your eye. And look, a plank is still in your own eye. Jesus says right here, verse 5, with exclamation point, hypocrite. He's calling you a hypocrite. Anyone who judges. First remove the plank from your own eye. Get with me, he says. Come follow me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. I'll bring you health and restoration to your soul, he says. Get with me to, re to remove all those impurities and intoxicants from your life and contaminants. I'll heal you and make you whole. And then you will see clearly, say clearly, to remove the speck from your brother's eye with love, gentleness, compassion, meekness, kindness, and all the fruits of the Spirit because now they're in operation. There's no judgment. It's just speaking the truth in love. Oh, and that is well received. The truth in love is always well received because there's not a lot of it. There's a lot of judgment and a lot of condemnation still in the body of Christ as well. And that's got to be removed. People got to spend time with the master, the healer themselves, to ever even address a healing in someone else. You got to be made whole. Hallelujah. Verse 6, Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you in pieces. Open up with people who can be trusted. Amen? Amen. Share your dreams with those who can receive it, not with those who can't. Yes. Yes. Go deep with those the Lord sends you that can, or trustworthy friends. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Ask and it will be given to you. I think he's still talking about judgment here. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, Oh Lord, heal me. Cleanse me from any impurity. Show me, Holy Spirit, what I need to work on. What I need to deal with and get out of my life. So I stop being a negative effect on others and actually perform the duties and assignment I was created and sent here for. My purpose. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who, seek, who seeks will find. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. Lord, show me. I keep knocking. Show me the truth. Or what man is there among you who if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then being evil, this is before the cross. These are evil hearts, stony hearts that weren't made new in the image and likeness of God. Like us who received Christ. A new heart came in. Amen? Yes. Everyone in the Old Testament still had an evil heart. Their hearts were not made new. They were not born again. If you then being evil, again, this is B.C., before the cross, Jesus is speaking these words. After the cross, he would say to us, his church, his disciples, if you then being good, you're now made good. But if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, good men in the Old Testament, not born again yet. How much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask Him? Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, here's the, the royal law, the golden rule, whatever, say whatever, whatever, you want men and women to do to you, do to them. For this is the entire law and all the prophets. 
summed up in this one word. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Notice you initiate this inertia and movement. You sow first to reap a harvest. You don't wait for harvest to come along and then sow. No, you initiate your authority on the earth. If you want people to love you, God is saying here, you love first. This is the entire law of the prophets. If you don't want people to judge you, don't judge others. So love. And that's what will come back to you. Amen. This is the entire law of the prophets, he said. The wind flipped my page. Sorry. Therefore, whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Well, do you want men to judge you? <laughs> no. Have you all been ever around a group of religious spirits before? You got to loosen your collar. It gets hot. It's stiff. You feel like you're under a microscope. Everyone's looking at you. What can I? What flaws are in them? What can I pick out? The enemy's always trying to humper in on your flaws and, and bring them up to the surface. Oh, you're nothing. You're nobody. You're no good. Condem- condemnation. He uses condemnation to try to pull you from your right standing with God, which is permanent. You know, all the devil has are lies. He's the father of lies. There's no life in his words. There's only life in God's. So when the devil speaks a lie, the only person who can give life to it is you from the life that's now inside of you. His words will always die unborn unless you receive them and speak them. He can talk all he wants because he's an avid talker, I've noticed. The devil talks his head off. Shut up! It's my favorite word. Shut up! He knows how to talk. All those words are all lies. He has no truth to work with. All his words are empty. They cannot produce life. They cannot even produce death because there's no life giving them death. The only thing that can produce life from lies is the truth inside of us that grabs hold of it and then speaks it. Otherwise, they die unborn. They cannot touch you. He can talk all he wants, but until you talk his talk, it's dead and falls by the wayside. You take thoughts by saying them. You take the devil's thoughts and his language and now you're prophesying it over your life and that's when it can come alive. Only through the prophets who have the life of God reigning and biting on the inside of them. He's after our mouths. He's after our words. He can't exist without us. Neither can God on the earth. God gave man authority. God can't move. Satan can't move without us. We're his body. He's the head. The body moves. The head talks. Amen? The devil can't operate without you. Without your authority. Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. God can't move and operate without your authority. Life and death are in the hand of your tongue. Oh, I hope we get this. Amen. Hallelujah. But that microscope, everybody knows that religious feeling. Everybody's staring on you, waiting to judge, waiting to, for you to make a mistake so they can judge you on it, which is bringing self-condemnation and bondage upon that. 
They can be the most well-meaning, well-to-do Christian. But if there's no love, it's just judgment. It's just condemnation. So stay clear and only take words from heaven. Take miracle growth. (laughs) Words from heaven, words of life, amen, that nurture you and build you. Jesus said over and over again in his teachings, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Let them receive it. You have authority over what you hear and receive. You can block things out or let things in. And the moment you take it is when you speak it. Amen. Oh, that's so important. It's so important to speak the truth. Because that's what takes place, is what you say. Not what you think, not what you do, but what you say. Your words are of utmost importance. Your words dictate your works. What you do. Your words are everything. Amen. So condemnation is the root of all judgment. That's the root that needs to be dealt with, is condemnation. We see that through the scriptures. And we're come to deal with the roots. Amen. Yeah. Jesus came to cast down and cast out the roots. Go with me to Mark eleven twenty-three. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh, we worship you. Praise break. Glory to God. Glory we to give God. you praises. Glory we're awake. We receive. Glory to God. Yeah. Say, I'm a receiver. I'm a receiver. Lord, go deep. Lord, go deep. I, receive. I receive. Amen. 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 Healing's a good thing. Amen. amen. You can be completely 100% vulnerable with the Lord. Amen. He always comes with healing in his wings. He's not here to judge you. He's not here to condemn you. He's here to build you up. I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. The word is sent to build us up. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll start in verse 12. Mark 11:12 says this. The fig tree... Now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, Jesus and his disciples, Jesus was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves. So it was the season for figs. It was blooming. He went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves. And that next verse just needs to be scratched out. It, it was misinterpreted and mistranslated. For it was not the season for figs. No, it was the season for figs. He saw the leaves. Scratch that out. Misinterpretation on the King James translators. It was the season for leaves. He's Jesus. Don't you think he knows when the harvest is? He's looking for fruit on a ripe tree. And there's no fruit there. It's part of the parable. It fits. In response to there being no fruit in harvest on this certain tree, this tree was not bearing fruit in its right season. And this is what Jesus says to this in response of it not having fruit in its season. He said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. I don't think Jesus was that hungry. He went 40 days without food (laughs) in the wilderness. Amen? (laughs) It was the season for figs. That's why he cursed it. You're not producing in your season. You haven't undergone the pruning process. You're not producing. You're like a dead branch. I curse you. Be cast out. Amen? Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And we'll skip down to verse 20. Now in the morning as they passed by, the next day, they saw that same fig tree 
dried up from the roots. Jesus' word struck, struck the roots. It went right to the roots, the heart of the matter. The word has to go straight to the root of condemnation in your life. Straight to that word someone sowed through the devil a long, long time ago. That word that you're not good enough. You're fat. You're ugly. Condemnation. Words, seeds sown into your heart. A good heart, the Bible says. Evil seeds sown into a good soiled heart. Those words need to be uprooted. The word needs to go right to those roots. You need to let the word go to those roots. You need to open yourself up to the word and become completely vulnerable before your maker so he can go in and heal what man and the devil did and remove those tears that are sent and sown in a good field. Say, I'm good. See, you have a good heart, but the devil comes and uses people to sow bad seeds in a good heart. And you need those ups, uproot those bad seeds so they don't grow. So you can be healed and heal others through your words. I'm convinced that some of our professions of faith and confessions of faith that have not come to pass in forever are because there's still tears that need to be uprooted for our words to work more better, (laughs) faster, with power. Just like Jesus' words worked on the roots of the tree overnight. They worked overnight because Jesus was flawless, free of contaminants. We can get there. Amen. In the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. Not the top down, but from the root of the matter up. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. If you believe uh, you're convinced um, of a flaw in someone else, this works the opposite way as well. You're convinced and now you believe in your heart that this person has this issue and I need to judge them in this area. What you say will cast judgment upon them and come to pass. You're believing in your heart and now you're speaking it forth with your mouth and you're prophesying judgment now. You're speaking death. But because you believe it, it's going to come to pass. You're actually cursing your brethren now. This is how the enemy works. He uses this principle of words, the power of words, to reverse it and to spread his curse, not the blessing. It's all about words. The devil knows this. He's a perfect advocate, lawyer in that sense. He's a legalist. He's after your mouth, your tongue, your words. To not only corrupt your life, but the lives of all those in the kingdom around you. And you can't give them place. If you're in a place of position in leadership in the body of Christ, you cannot give the devil place with your mouth. You have to zip your lips because people are looking to you. Amen? You above other people in the body cannot speak evil about anyone in the body of Christ ever. You're going to be judged with a higher judgment, the Bible says. Let not many of you become teachers because you'll fall into a greater condemnation, Jesus said. James said. Amen. 
Therefore, uh, verse 24, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray or say, believe that you receive them, and you will have them. And whenever you... So if you believe a lie long enough and then say it, you'll have it. If you believe the truth and say it, you'll have it. It works in both areas. Again, things can only... Good and evil can only produce on the earth through man's mouth. Therefore I say to you, whatever things you say when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, verse 25, the cliff note, don't leave it out. It's a conjunction. It's part of the same sentence. Whenever you stand praying or saying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him, uproot that evil seed of bitterness and unforgiveness, that your Father in heaven may also forgive you. If you do not, you will not be forgiven. Forgiveness is based on your forgiveness now. Again, you're in authority. You're steering the ship. If you don't forgive others, God said he won't forgive you. And you don't want to live under judgment. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. It's on you now. You're the one with the commandment. I've given you the word and the commandment to walk in love. If you keep judging, you're going to keep being judged. It's on you. Again, you create the inertia. You create the movement. You create this force as you step out in faith and walk. Hallelujah. And Matthew 12, 3. Go there with me. We'll wrap up here. Does everyone get something from that? Did that make sense? Life and death are in the hand of man's tongue. Man on the earth. Even though God has given us his complete word, it won't come to pass until we speak it. It's been delegated to the prophets, his sons and daughters, amen? amen? To speak his word and watch it come to pass. Not the judgments, not the condemnation, not the lies of the devil. Don't be a tear sower, be a, sow, a seed sower of the word, amen? amen? Refuse to sow tares into the lives of others in your own life. It said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Never talked down on himself. Never depressed himself in the Lord. Amen? You can depress yourself in the devil, but not the Lord. All he speaks is good news. Every time you read his word, you're encouraged and uplifted. I've never left the word downtrodden and depressed. I've always left uplifted. And you can have that all, every day of your life just by speaking the word to yourself. To build yourself up on your most holy faith. Amen? Where were we? Matthew? Matthew 12, 12.3. I want to read this teaching from Jesus. We'll start in verse 3. Lord, give me the right verse. I think that's a little too far back, 12.3. I'm, I'm looking, I'm skipping ahead here. Just pray in the spirit with me, if you will. Gift of the spirit, praying in tongues, is given to every member of the body of Christ who asks of the Lord, freely given, freely received. We'll go to Matthew 12:25.
Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Matthew 12, 25, every kingdom divided against itself. <laughs> yeah, there's the Holy Spirit. Amen. Spirit of joy is just risen up. You know, there's such thing as a holy laughter that comes from the joy of the Lord inside of you. That's the Holy Ghost. Amen. You can laugh in the worst of circumstances. It comes from the inside out. It has nothing to do with those people around you, what you're going through, the circumstances, the wind and the waves. It comes right from Jesus within. Amen. That's a great gift. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Say it with me. The joy of the Lord is my strength. Again, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Where is the Lord? In us. Hallelujah. So you always have joy and you always have strength. Hallelujah. Every color of... <laughs> Marie started it. The Holy Spirit touched Marie, I can tell. Jesus. Oh, just, just spread over everyone, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Everyone will receive it. Just spread. Those of you on Facebook, the joy of the Lord's is your strength. Get drunk in the Holy Ghost with us. You don't need booze. You don't need alcohol. You don't need drugs. Get drunk in the Holy Ghost. Trust me, it'll assert past any drug or alcohol you've ever had. I guarantee it. Part of the reason Christians are going to drugs and booze are because they haven't been drunk in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Overflowing. You know how a drunk person walks? They're always happy. That should be us, amen? In the Holy Ghost. The Bible says in Ephesians, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. Likens unto him a drunk man. Yeah. Be being filled. Yeah. That alcoholic that keeps drinking and keeps filling himself with booze, we're supposed to keep drinking of the spirit of life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Who has all the gifts, all the fruits That's came from him. Good. The joy, yeah. the peace, the gladness, everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hallelujah. Say, Holy Spirit, Holy spirit. I receive your gifts. I receive, your gifts. I receive you. Come on in. I receive you. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Praise you, God. <laughs> Might as well get in it. It's here. Open bar. <laughs> Come drink freely, Jesus says. The wells of life. Amen. It's an open bar. Take a drink. Hallelujah. Pastor's passing out drinks. <laughs> Ha. <laughs> Laugh off your care. Laugh off your trouble. You're in the kingdom of grace. Hallelujah. What can man do to you? <laughs> Most of us in here have been bruised, battered, beat down, pressed down, good, bad measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. And everyone in here has just laughed. That's got to tell you something of the strength who's in you, amen? You can't, they can't destroy you. They can't have you. Say hands off. My hand is forever tied in grasp of the healer, in grasp of the provider, in grasp of the lover. My God saves. 
Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Let's just give him some praises. You know, I sense the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to bypass what he, his movement. Just give him some praises. He's here to baptize you. He's here to fill you with tongues, his gifts. You know, it's freely receiving. It's a free gift. Everyone in that upper room, a flame of fire came upon their shoulders, and they all, they all, they all, not one left out, spoke with other tongues. Amen. They all spoke with tongues. Not one was left out. Paul said to the church of Corinth, I wish you all pray in tongues. I wish every member in this church prays with tongues. Jude 20 said, Beloved, praying in the Holy Ghost or in the unknown tongue, build yourself up on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost or in the unknown tongue, keeping yourselves in the love of God. What a gift. What a great gift. Pray all day, anywhere, everywhere. Nobody ever knows. Direct prayer language to God, your spirit to His. It has nothing to do with man. Oh, we praise you for the gift, Holy Ghost. Touch everyone who wants it. If you want it, just raise your hand. If you want more of it, raise your hand. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, God on the earth, raise your hand. He's here. I just freely receive Him. He's a person, amen? Yes. He'll come on in. With his gifts and life in full. There it is. Holy Ghost, touch, touch every one of us. Hands lifted. Eyes closed. Touch every one of us in the name of Jesus. A fresh anointing. A fresh infilling of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There it is. Jesus. Name. Receive it. Take it. Take it. It's like a baby's language when it first starts. Goo goo gaga. Says the Holy Ghost gives the utterance, but you do the praying. Your tongue prays. Your spirit prays. The Holy Ghost is right there, coupled with your spirit, giving that nudge, that utterance that flows out. Rivers of living water shall flow out of your belly, Jesus prophesied. When the Holy Ghost and the Comforter comes in, the Helper, the Teacher, Oh, and he's big in you. He's big right there. Receive him, fullness of measure. Jesus' name. Say, Holy Ghost, come on in. I receive. You feel his presence? I feel his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, back to the Word. <laughs> Can't beat the Word in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. All right, Matthew 12, 25. Lord, do you want me to finish this? <laughs> Jesus, glory. All right, verse Matthew 12. Let's pray in tongues. Glory to God. Pray in tongues. Hallelujah. Bring it. Come on. Exercise your faith. Amen. You got the gift. Just use it. Walk out in faith. Amen. Ah, just worship Him. Praise Him. Start by praising Him. Thank you, Jesus. For all you've given us, life in full dwells in me. Rivers of living water flow through my bosom. I'm made new, I'm made fresh in the life of God. The Holy Spirit, the great I am, dwells in me. And that same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is quickening my mortal body right now. I pray in the Spirit and build myself up on my most holy faith and keep myself in the love of God in an offensive world all day long and judgment and condemnation and the offense of the devil, the offense of others, toucheth me not because I'm prayed up in the Holy Ghost. Amen. 
Hallelujah. What a great gift. Every kingdom, Jesus said, divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself will not stand. If the body is divided, Christ prophesies it shall not stand. If Satan cast out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebub, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore they shall be your judges. But if I cast out devils, say, I cast out devils. We've been given the same commandment. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, surely, say surely, devils can't live where the Holy Ghost is. Jesus himself cast out devils by the Holy Ghost. Surely the kingdom of God has come upon you. Or how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first binds the strong man? Say it with me. I bind every devil who would try to come, steal, kill, or destroy in Jesus' name and cast him out my house now in Jesus' name. Get. And he will plunder his house. He who is not with me is against me. And he who does not gather with me scatters abroad. Therefore I say to you, every sin and blasphemy will be forgiven men. But the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven men. Anyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man, it will be forgiven him. But whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit, the perfect comforter and gentleman whom I sent in my stead, it will not be forgiven him, either in this age or in the age to come. Verse 33. The word fruit here means words. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its words bad. For a tree is known by its words, or by its fruit. Brood of vipers, how can you being evil again before the cross speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, or your spirit, the heart is your spirit, the mouth speaks. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speaks. A good man, say I'm a good man. Out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. We love you, Joey. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. Verse 37. Highlight this verse. This is words in red. Jesus speaking to us. For by your words, not your works, for by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. Woo! Is that not big or what? It's a heart issue here. It's not a works issue. It's a heart issue. 
justification and condemnation come out of the heart which produces words. It's a heart issue. You know a person's tree by their words. You know their heart by their words, their fruit that's coming out of their lips. Can we end with this? Matthew 12, 37. Just right there. 12, 37. Let's just keep down. Glory, glory, glory. Did I already say that verse? I did. I closed. Amen. (laughs) For by your words you will be justified or built up, edified, justified, operating in your righteousness. And by your words, your words, that come out of your mouth, you will be condemned. Say, I have a good heart. Good words come out of my good heart. I plant good words into my good garden. I rebuke the tares. I don't receive words that don't come from the mouth of my Father. I only receive words that do. I plant good words. I sow good words into my heart by speaking the word of God. And I do not relent. I do not give up. For out of the abundance of the heart, my mouth speaks. And all the issues of my life come out from my heart. Hmm. Hallelujah. We have the power and the authority to control what we hear and receive every day of our life as men and women on the earth. Don't hang around people who contaminate your faith. Amen. Glory to God. You'll become like the others you hang around with most. Hang around people who speak good words. Amen. If it's your job, get a new job. Amen. I had to leave jobs because of the people I was around. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Don't be, don't surround yourself. You're in charge of your life. Amen. Your most valuable asset is your time. Use it wisely. Amen. Glory to God. Does everyone get something from this message? Amen. Can we all stand and give them some praises? We already passed our offering, didn't we? No. Okay. We'll take up our offering. Can we pass our loaves and fish basket? The Bible promises us he'll multiply it and give it back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Say, I want more to give with, Lord. More to bless others with. I call in my harvest. Proverbs 13.22 says, The wealth of the wicked is stored up, laid up for the righteous. We call it in, amen? The righteous, The unrighteous are killing themselves with their wealth and killing others. ISIS, for example, is one of those organizations. A terrorist organization who had millions upon millions of dollars killing people with it. God does not want the wealth in the wicked's hands. Amen. Amen. That's right. He wants it in the hands of the church who know what to do with it. Amen. That's right. Who are commissioned to love others with it. Yeah, that's right. Say, I want my money. I want my money. Money cometh. Money cometh. Money cometh. To me now. To me now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you guys. Thanks for joining us. Be blessed, okay? Hallelujah.